We're in a story. It needs to be told consciously. We're waking people up at a whole new level so we can tell the story we want to tell and not the story that is being told for us. We use the New World Elevated Consciousness, Prescription for Peace, the Science of Story, and more. The story we're telling is humanity's triumphant return to the Garden of Eden. To succeed, we all must become snakeproof. International, we're back. Hi, Shana. Um, well, we left our listeners off last time with uh, the next topic, and that was the Great Recovery. Yeah, you kind of coined that, didn't you? I guess I did. It's kind of fun. It just came to me with all these like uh, great res- greater great reset. <laughs> well, shout out to the greater reset too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you coined it, and then I picked up on it. Mm-hmm. So, we, yeah, there's the Great Reset. Everyone knows about the Great Reset. And then I hear a lot about the Great Awakening. That's awesome, too. Like everybody waking up. Mm. C- clearly happening on the planet. It's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah, and so now you came up with the greater reset. No, 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 no. You didn't come up with the greater reset. <laughs> it was all Shana's fault. Exactly. Blame her. No, that's the, great, that's the great reset. The greater reset is actually Derek Bros and John Bush and those guys. I don't know who actually coined it, but that's actually a response to the great reset. So yes. I said the great recovery. That's what you said is the great recovery, which I thought that is awesome because that's exactly yeah. what needs to happen. And there's so much in there, the great recovery, because recovery, of course, is the term used in 12-step programs. You recover from addiction. And that's what needs to happen. We have to recover from addiction. And we also have to understand addiction in a whole new way. That too. Like, how can human beings be addicted? There's the, 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 all the obvious stuff, right? Heroin, cocaine, food, alcohol, gambling, all of that. Sometimes uh, I like to make the dis- uh, distinction between a hard addiction and a soft addiction. So a hard addiction would be cigarettes. Soft addictions, that would be like um, thought forms, repeating worry. patterns. Yeah, like worry, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm worrying right now. Speaking of worry, because I hear a whirring still, which is fine. I mean, listen, I hear on people's podcasts they reference. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that I could uh, maybe I'll just turn off the heater and see if it sounds better. Let me just do that. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Okay. Sure, that sounds great. We are interrupting our podcast to make sure that the audio quality is excellent. Stay tuned. Enjoy this moment of peaceful contemplation. Hopefully it will end soon so I can stop talking. Come on. I'm back. There we go. He's back. Okay, great. Do you notice a difference in the sound? No, it's still kind of a whirring. So maybe maybe it won't even be heard, heard on the recording. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Because I, I, I don't hear anything. Let's, so. Okay. Okay, great. Let's just move on because uh, it doesn't seem like it's being heard that 
loud. Okay. I just want to turn to it if needed. Okay, great. Yeah. So you were talking about uh, soft and hard addictions, and we were ended. The last note was soft is like uh, thought forms, and worry was an example I gave. Right. Yeah. And, and when when we're in addiction, the way the way I like to use the word, and this may not be typical, but I like to use it this way. When we're in addiction, it means that we're aligning with the lie. We're believing the lie is true because that's, that is the job of the demons. And the demons are those like, you know, those non-material entities out there that uh, their whole job is to get us to believe what isn't true. Their whole reason for existence, they don't sleep. They don't need to eat. They don't have to take a dump. So they're available 24 seven to get us to believe what isn't true. It's insane. Is that why you start to feel like a demon when you don't eat and you don't sleep? <laughs> and you can't dump either, you know. <laughs> You're constipated. But it's funny to think that. Well, that's they don't do that and they seem pretty ugh, awful. So It isn't fun being a demon, Shana. Can't imagine. Because you I always mean, I guess, lose. Yeah. You're always the devilish losing. part seems fun. Well, yeah, the, it's very tempting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the dark side is very tempting at the outset, but we know where it goes. So, you know, straight to hell. Exactly. <laughs> and that that word temptation, temptation and addiction, it's a, that's the same thing. Eve is tempted in the garden to eat the apple. Well, that's addiction. Cuz isn't that like I'm tempted to, uh, to gamble because I'm a gambling addict. I'm tempted by gambling. So that that that's the that's her going into addiction in the in the in the story of the Garden of Eden. She's making the choice for addiction, and what is she doing? Aligning with the snake, aligning with the demon Satan. That's Satan tempting the human. So it all started. The addiction started way back when. But uh, the uh, the snake didn't say, "Hey, do you want some lewds and some coke?" It was, "Do you want to eat an apple?" So just that simple thing of like craving knowledge, right? Knowledge is power. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What, Shana? That's, ex- that's exactly what I was thinking about. Because I was like, okay, well, there's the snake that tempted Eve. But even before that, I was trying to think to myself, well, where where did the tree of the no- knowledge of good and evil enter? Was that before temptation and the snake? Because if so, then that was God creating temptation in the tree. Yeah, he, God did create it. It basically saying like you know here's the here look at all these trees you can eat from this one right here don't eat from it so what do kids do when you tell them don't do this it's what the it's what they want to do so that's the attraction of the dark side right what you're not supposed to do yeah I mean there there is a perspective where you could see that as a real setup well I I just wonder like you know how you talk about the tree, like that set in motion our sense of duality, didn't it? Correct. You know, 
Can you talk? Well, can you explain? Like, just lay that down for a second, because I would love to hear it myself, and I think it would help others too. How did that yeah, well, do it's, that? It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So you know, they didn't know about evil before. They had no idea. They're in the garden, and evil doesn't exist in the garden. Ah, but there is the snake. What's the snake doing in the garden? <laughs> what did did God let the snake in the garden? Why does he? Why doesn't the snake? Why couldn't it be out of the garden? Right. So that's why I say you could see this as a setup from from one perspective. Right. You you got that tree. You say don't eat it, and here's a snake tempting you. Like I mean, what is a human being supposed to do? It's 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 challenging. So, uh, um, but the knowledge. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and, and good and evil represents that world of duality, like life and death. If you eat of this tree, this day you shall surely die. Well, they ate it and they didn't die, but it means that they enter into that world of death, of life and death. They enter into the, into the dual world, the world of duality, up, down, in, out, left, right. And um, that's the split. That's the, that unification split into the polar opposites. So you're, you're unified. Unity equals peace equals paradise equals Garden of Eden. Right? Peace on earth is, is uh, we achieve peace on earth by unifying the polarities. That's how we do it. So we have unified polarities in the Garden of Eden. And then they eat the apple and boom, the unified polarities get split into polar opposites. And now we're out of paradise. And so how do you get back into paradise? Well, you have to unify the opposites. You have to synthesize the opposites. And that can only be done through the Christ consciousness, through the elevated new world Christ consciousness. Um, so that's why it's impossible to get back to the garden until Jesus shows up and does what he does in the story. Right? This is this is the the the, the story the greatest story ever told. But it's it's not just the story of Jesus. It's the story of human beings' relationship to God, to the divine, and how that was shattered in the in the Garden of Eden, and that's why we have to get back. So the great recovery is recovering what we once had. Recovering the paradise and getting back into the right relationship to the divine. If you look around on the planet, these are all human beings that are, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a devil's playground on the planet right now. And human beings are all being motivated by demonic activity, and we don't even know it. The great recovery. Recover what was lost. And recovery is also getting out of addiction. Well, yes, getting out of the temptation, getting out of swallowing the lie. And we're all like just constantly swallowing the lie on, on earth today. I mean, it's terrible. That's, I, I call that apple, applesauce feeding tube. 
it's not like we took a bite of the applesauce. We have a feeding tube, and the applesauce is just being fed down into our stomach. It's it's wild. <laughs> I love this conversation. Because oh, I feel like awesome. we we lost the map. Like, we lost... We lost our reason for being. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're, that's we're, what you're talking about. Like, we need to recover that because it's almost like God put us in a video game. Yeah, it is a video game. It is. Mm-hmm. We're we're in a we're in a, a simulation. So we don't really know, like you know, what 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 the the simulation was created. But human beings, we have such limited understanding, like who created the simulation? God. But that God could be just a higher form of intelligence that we don't understand, that we call God, that is exists somewhere else. I mean, we write video games, right? How do we know that there isn't a, a, a world of creatures that actually are subjected to that video game that live and exist somewhere? I mean, I don't think that's true, but you know, it could be, right? Because we we're made in the in, in the image and likeness of the Creator, and that means we create. So the Creator creates, and you can say God, but we don't know beyond that. What is that? Who is God? Is it some other being of like you know higher intelligence that we just don't understand? So we have to be in the mystery because we don't really know. And we can only re- really know God through our own experience. Like, how do we experience God? We can listen to what people have to say. God is this. God is that. But that's not experiential. That's just kind of information. The great it- recovery. What? I was just going to say, have we gone too far afield of the great recovery? And I then you so. said it. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying to get us back to talking about that. Back to the garden. Yeah, I mean that's that's where we're that's where we have to go. That's where we're headed. Um, and uh, uh, we were thinking about this, you and me, before the podcast. Uh, this the idea of the great recovery because it's awesome. It just showed up, and that's uh, that's how we do things. You know that, Shana. That like you know, the divine gives you clues in terms of how to tell the story mm-hmm. because we are we're storytelling beings that's we're made in the image and the likeness of the creator creators telling a story every video game has a story and in the end you take on the big boss it's kind of the same thing you defeat the big boss so we have to understand who the big boss is in this video mm-hmm. game yeah um, and what did you say think, the big bosses? Well, I, w- I was going to say that this is a problem that human beings have because we tend to make each other into the problem. Me against you, us against them. And we see each other as the problem and then we neglect the big boss. And the, the big boss is, is really the, uh, the forces of illusion that seek to uh, undermine humanity. The snake in the garden. We're being tempted by the snake all the time. And unfortunately, so much of the world succumbs to the temptation right now. 
That's why it's demon playground on the planet. So we have to learn how to uh, triumph over the demons. The forces of illusion, whatever you want to call it. I sometimes say forces of illusion because that's sort of modern, but demons, I like demons too, because that's part of the, that, the, the, the story, the big story that we're all telling, which is we fell from the garden and there's no way to get back until Jesus brings the Christ consciousness to the planet and now we have a way to get back and now we have to get back. That's the story that we're in. We're all in that story, all of us. And the antagonist is the snake, the, the legions of demons that seek to undermine humanity by getting us to believe the lie as true. And so it's the lie, but there's really lots of lies that they get us to believe. So Jesus said, like, we have to um, cast out demons and heal the sick. Told the disciples, I empower you to cast out the demons and heal the sick. And then also carry the message, the, the, the good news, the gospel. Like, this is what's happening. Here's what's going on. And uh, everything's story, so, you know. Religions are still stories, right? Because you read the Bible, there's just lots of stories in the Bible. That's what it is, a bunch of stories. You're frozen now, Shana. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I'm frozen? Like You were for a second, but now you're, you're, you're unfrozen. You thawed. Yeah. Okay, great. Um... So anyway, you, yeah. Do you remember what you're just saying? I was talking about story. Yeah. You know how everything's a story. Even religions are stories. They're just stories. Here's how it happened. You know, like Native Americans. Here's how the two mountains were formed. Two bears it's, were fighting, and they, you know, it's all it's all story. That's amazing, and it really all is like it's. It's story, but it's also like, you know, I love, I'm always t saying, we need to talk about why you call, they call you international. I mean, it's the name of the podcast, but I'm, the reason is because it's the, that love of the origins. But, but what, how did it, but, but, but how did you, I, I, but, you know, it's like kids are like, but why, why they want to go all the way back? You know, I did as a kid, like my parents would give me one reason and then I go, but why is that? But why is that? And it really feels like what we're talking about, the great recovery, like all the way back to the garden. But then I would think, don't you think actually we're trying to go all the way back to, to unification? Because it's almost yeah, like God just threw us down and was like, I'm going to put you all in a, in a game. And the idea of the game is to win. Okay. And the way that you win is to defeat all everything, every obstacle that I present. And it's all purposeful. But the, at the end of the game, you're going to come home. But we forgot the fucking reason for the game. What's the reason for the game? You have to get back home. Yes, we have to get back We're home. We're like, right. 
Oh, it's well, like, like Dorothy. What is home? And who did this? This isn't fair. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's the whole it's it's all set up that way. It's not fair. You're going to feel this that, you know, it's like you're on level one. I mean, video games present obstacles and opposition so that you can overcome the obstacles and op- opposition. Right. Correct. Become more, more um, pure of heart. Like you have to get tested. So this is all a freaking test. And we, I don't know, we're lost. Yeah, we, we, we are lost because it's, uh, you know, we lost touch with God. God, good, orderly direction. I'm sure you've Friend, heard that one. I yeah. love that one. Yeah. Well, do you, I think when we talked about this earlier, you were like, oh, well, great recovery means talking about the prescription for peace. And now I'm seeing the connection. So want to bring that in? Because I think yes. that's what you're talking about. I want to say one about. more thing, you know, and of course, be, be my usual self where I you know, divert. But uh, I just I just think this is uh, important. We kind of touched it on a little bit. But if you think about it, God created humans, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, stay away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because humans had an evil side. Now, God created the human. So God must have also created the evil side. Right, And then you put a snake in the garden and you say, don't eat from this tree. And then what do you think is going to happen? Well, the human is going to eat from the tree. You know, it, it's like, you know, like I was saying, it's kind of like that's, but that's what gets the video game going. Mm-hmm. If this were a video game, you wouldn't be playing that part. You'd be watching that, whatever, like kind of trailer i'm not a big video game person but my kids do play video games but it'd be like a trailer in the beginning that's like a setup for it right you wouldn't actually be playing that part because that's where you would enter the story after the apple was already eaten and you Mm got to get back right so it was inevitable that eve ate the apple because that starts the video game and now we're in it and we have to we have to get back so but you don't really hear that part in the Bible. Like, I put the evil in you, Adam, and you, <laughs> Eve. But it was. It was program, it's programmed in to us. Unless God made a mistake when he created us and didn't know that he created evil. But that's kind of ludicrous. Because uh, God, is a, God is a creator. So, that's why, you know, <laughs> we have complex relationships with the devil with the divine right because it's like why did you do that why did you put evil in us and not tell us that you're going to put evil in us why did you do that complex relationships i I think that's why some people don't even they i mean we i'm sure people heard you say he so they're gonna have a reaction to that well why is god a he god well i don't believe in god you know like we can't even relate to the concept of the creator, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh-huh. of that, it's like, well, but it's all fucked up and not fair. So f that. So I'm just not going to deal with that. But it's yeah, has to be well, dealt the, with. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, in Christianity, it's all just just the male God, except the Holy Spirit is really the uh, divine feminine. It just doesn't get called that. But there's God and goddess. Just like in the Eastern religions, right? God and goddess. They all, the gods have consorts, you know, man and woman, masculine and feminine. 
mm-hmm. just all got removed from Christianity, but it is actually still there. Father, Holy Spirit, and Son equals father, mother, child. So, um, anyway, so, you know, complex relationships to God, and you wanted to get back to the, or you wanted to get to the prescription for peace, right? Because uh, that's like uh, breadcrumbs for Hansel and Gretel. Exactly, a roadmap back to... Yeah. Breadcrumbs are like, they tell you how you went in, right? Because the way you went in is the way you come back. This is why women are so important in bringing in the new world, bringing in the the, the kingdom, the the kingdom of God, is because uh, women got us lost in the first place. Eve was the first one to eat the apple. And if she has the power to take us out, she has the power to bring us back. Uh, women are extremely powerful, and um, they are the leaders in the new world, the leaders in the in the kingdom. And uh, if we're going to get back, women have to be empowered. That's why empowering women is, is just so important. Um, but the prescription for peace is is a roadmap. It's the breadcrumbs that tell us how we need to get back. As I say, hope is not a plan. Right? You need you need an actual plan. So uh, yeah, and this is just information that came through at a, at a certain point that uh, that I wrote down, and it uh, it. Uh, Took the form of eight uh, eight scripts that combined make a prescription, and it it basically tells us what needs to happen in order to access peace on the planet. And from that perspective of um, the video game, it's kind of like winning. You know, when you win one video game, well, you're done with it. Ah, but they just came out with the sequel. So then you buy that one, you play the next video game that's this all the same characters, but it's a entirely different uh, game. And so the um, you can look at the Christ consciousness that has come to the planet and is available now on the planet. Also, sometimes I call it the new world consciousness or the elevated consciousness. Um that is that actually gives us access to another video game. So there's a whole new objective now that needs to be uh, to be achieved that couldn't be achieved before. Real peace is possible on the planet now, and in the old game, in the old simulation, peace is only the space between wars. But this is why a thousand years of peace is coming. That means no wars for a thousand years. Well, that's real peace because uh, what, what we have now is constant war on the planet. So the, the prescription for peace helps us to access the new game. Get out of the old game into the new game. It's a new consciousness that's coming to the planet. It's the Christ consciousness. And it's only through the Christ consciousness that we're able to get back to the garden. 
Didn't we talk about last time? Didn't we talk about the toothpicks? Uh-huh. We did. Yeah. Because I wanted to make the toothpick. Yeah. That's, I can't remember. And you were like, no, that's related to something else. Yeah. The toothpicks, Um, you can't solve them on a table. Right. People can listen to the previous episode if you want to know about the mm-hmm. toothpicks. Mm-hmm. You give someone a riddle with six toothpicks. You try to you know, form a certain number of triangles with six toothpicks. And if you're doing it on the table, it can't be done. It's impossible. But no one ever thinks to raise the toothpicks off of the table and solve the problem in the three dimension, in the three dimensions. And it's only in the third dimension that you can solve the problem. And that's like the Christ consciousness coming to the planet. We're not going to get back to the garden with the old consciousness, the old world consciousness. We need the new world consciousness in order to get back to the garden. And that uh, lifting the, the toothpicks off the table into the third dimension is raising your consciousness. That's what it is. And most people go, oh, I didn't even see that. Of course you didn't. Because you're thinking on uh, two dimensions. And it's the same thing. The Christ consciousness is here on the planet today. We can access it today. It hasn't been, it's only been here, well, you know, about a little over 20 years. But it's very, very slow going to get the ball rolling. Um, But it can be accessed today, but no one sees it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, because you're thinking in two dimensions. And now we're, we're playing a different game. We're playing a three-dimensional game. So the, the higher level of consciousness is here, but we have to access it. Someone has to show it to you, just like you, you have to show the person, here, lift the toothpicks off the table, and now you can solve the problem. It's basically, you have six toothpicks, and they say form, you have to form four equilateral triangles with six toothpicks. And on the table, you can't do it. And you can't overlap them, and you can't break them. Once you raise them off the table, suddenly you can solve the problem. So, and in the in the old simulation, the old world simulation, the victory in the old world simulation is to realize that it can't be won. That's triumph. It actually isn't defeating the big boss in that in that in that game, in the old world simulation. There's nothing to win. You're just, you're just lured on with the, uh, the, the fantasy that triumph is possible. That you can actually defeat your foe once and for all. The happily ever after syndrome. Because think could, about, yeah, what? Could you also win by then, by becoming the big boss? And then you realize like, ooh, this is awful. Oh, that's really interesting. Like, you are the big boss. And then you have to, you have to defeat yourself. That's really good. Or I wasn't even thinking that. You realize that like, you were victorious and now you're the, you're just, uh, annihilating everybody or whatever, but I like your your interpretation. <gasps> yeah, well, it's interesting. It makes me think of the star that scene in Star Wars. I guess it would be four, where Luke thinks he's battling Darth Vader, oh, yeah. but he actually is battling himself. Mm-hmm. 
that would that's a great twist. I like that. That in the end we're the big boss. Yeah. And that we have to we have to overcome our uh well it's not overcome. It's yeah, I mean integrate it's really in- integrate, yeah. Integrate, integrate the yeah. dark side. And, and get, yeah. And guess what? That is in the prescription for peace. Yeah. That's the third script. Manage mm-hmm. the addiction. Okay. Here's a good segue, right? <laughs> Great. Perfect. Let me uh let me read the uh the prescription. Take, you wanna take out the parchment paper? <laughs> <laughs> parchment paper, yeah. No, the, the scroll, papyrus. The like the papyrus. you know, tablet. The tablet that I, <laughs> I brought down from Mount Shasta when I when I was snowboarding. <laughs> I don't snowboard. Um all right, so anyway, there's there are eight scripts. Um and like I said, this this kind of came through because uh, just like there are uh, demons out there, non-material entities. There are non-material beings. Now I'm making a distinction there between entities and beings. Um, non-material beings who are really here to help humanity transition from the old world consciousness into the new world consciousness or help humanity, help humanity with the arrival of the Christ consciousness on the planet. Because just because it's here doesn't mean we can access it. Just like if you if you assemble all the building materials at a building site, you don't have a house. You have building materials and a blueprint. Well, the divine plan is our blueprint. But human beings, we still have to build the house. So, um, um, and... Uh, and the, the prescription for peace helps individuals to access the Christ consciousness because we have to be trained to access the Christ consciousness because we're all heroes in the movie. We're all heroes in the simulation. And every hero has to be trained. You can't just become a hero because you want to be. You have to be trained by the mentor. Every hero in every movie is always trained by a mentor. So, same thing for you. You're in a movie. You need to be trained to become the hero. And in this story, in this uh, New World story, we're all becoming heroes individually, and then we become the collective hero. And um, in story structure, the collective protagonist is a group, group of people operating as a single protagonist. So, that's what humanity has to become. Right, that's uh, Ocean's Eleven is an example of that. Like we're an ensemble cast. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. They're 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 operating collectively as the protagonist in the story, as the hero. Um. So the 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 scripts are number one, align the identity. Number two, heal the shame. Number three, manage the addiction. Number four, bridge the divide. Number five, restore the alliance. Number six, transform the culture. Number seven, craft the narrative. And number eight, realize the nation. Now, the, the, the nation, that's kind of the same thing as saying the kingdom. So the nation would be the, the structure that holds the, the kingdom of God.
You're looking at me blankly, Shana. I'm just thinking about that. The structure that holds the kingdom. I'm following you. Okay. I'm also thinking, oh, is it heaven on earth? Yes, it is. Ah, and it's, it's the garden. It's the garden. It's everything. But but if you notice that um, um, anytime anything on planet earth becomes institutionalized, mm-hmm. it becomes corrupted. Because uh, human beings aren't very good at handling power. What's that saying? Power corrupts absolute. Power corrupts absolutely. I think that is it, yeah. So anytime you institutionalize something, then suddenly it it deviates from whatever spark inspired that organizational element to come in. You like uh, after Jesus died, what happened? Oh, the church was born, mm-hmm. and the church becomes the institution, right? And so, in the, and and it just—I mean—you hear all the stories, right, about the priests and and the and the little boys and all that stuff. You know, there's once you institutionalize anything in the old world, in the old simulation, then it. Uh, it becomes it becomes corrupt. So, in the new world, we're going to have to be able to organize in ways that are uh, incorruptible, and that requires that human beings uh, be actualized at a whole new level, like at the level of of the Christ consciousness. Like I said, you know, we have to be trained to be the heroes in this new movie that that is that 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 we are in and we're writing. That's another metaphor that's interesting to look at. What's happening through is is a movie because we're also in a movie. I mean, a movie is just the crudest form of a simulation. Now with computers. Like games have gotten like you're like, like you can be inside the movie, right? And make mm-hmm. choices inside the movie. Whereas when you watch a movie, it is a simulation. So it creates a reality that isn't actually happening, but feels real. But you can't make choices in it. Well, the movie that we're in, we're we're co-writing it with the divine, and we're also acting in it. Um, so fascinating. I'm like, could you? That's like choose your own adventure books. Those are my favorite as a kid. Yeah. And it's like, imagine if you could do that with a movie. I'm sure they have them already. Like, oh, which direction do you want to go? Do you want the protagonist to say yes or no? And then the movie changes. Like, I could see it coming. Maybe it's already happening. I'm just not that up on all of that right yeah. now. I'm sure they have that in video games. Yeah, I'm you know, sure. Where you, get, you get to choose where you go and what you do. Yep. Anyway, back um, to the, I really like everything that you're saying. And I, at the risk of this being a, you know, too far afield, do we become incorruptible because we re- are returning to our nature or living in accord with the rules of nature? Like, well, we learn how not to be tempted by the snake. We become snake proof. Right. And that's why the first four scripts are all about 
actualizing the human being, mm -hmm. getting the human being into their authentic expression, right? recognizing their purpose, and utilizing their gift in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's what the four scripts are about. Individuals need to awaken really to this like whole new level of reality. I mean, that's what's crazy. It's a whole new level that the that the earth has never seen before. Um, and the, the, basically, I mean, this is what, what Jesus said, this ye shall do and more. Right? This is a story, like I said. You know, the, stories become religions. But first they were stories. So if we if we look at you know, story is perhaps the, the the most powerful religion there is, because it's pre-religious. Before a religion happens, a story is told. Um, so, getting back to story is really uh, is really powerful and important. This is why I was trained in story down in Los Angeles, thinking I was going to be in the movie business. And I thought, oh, I'm going to learn how to write amazing scripts and. I was really just being trained to tell this incredible story that we're all in. This story is being told on the three-dimensional screen. It's not really a screen, but you know, it's not being told on two-dimensional screens. It's being told on three-dimensional screens. It's us, and we're in it. So we're in it, and we're writing it. That's so fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's also it's super fun. hellish. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, bringing the fun is, is really important because sometimes it's easy to forget the fun, you know, just, it's hard being a human being. But scripts one through four, oh, did you want to ask a question or say something? I guess I just wonder, like, if we understood the rules of the game more, accepted them, played, a played the game, like, saw what we were in, knew where we were headed, like, if it would be more fun. Maybe we're we're the ones making it so abysmal, and maybe well, it doesn't have access, to be. Yeah. When you get trained and you access the use the, the the new world elevated Christ consciousness to access that higher state of reality, the return you return to the garden. It's so magical. It's unbelievably magical, and we all want that so bad. I know I want it. I want to live in that state all the time. I mean, I have experienced plenty of it, but not enough, <laughs> not nearly enough. But that's what we want. We want to live there. We want to reside there all the time. Yeah, in that that space of magic, which is returning to the garden, which is heaven on earth. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. What's so wild? Well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say heaven on earth is is the union of the consorts, right? Because it's it's the 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 father Masculine god in the sky yeah and the mother earth the divine feminine inhabits the earth so it's it is the it is that the the return of the divine feminine and the union of the two it also is like human beings in life having that experience of heaven versus only believing that the way you live your life like some as some believe uh, is what gives you access to an experience of heaven. Can Which you is like, can you whoa. explain that? Well, 
it's like what you're saying is blowing my mind because I'm like, oh gosh, is this elevated consciousness showing human beings like, like, is this, this ye shall do and more like you can actually have heaven in life. I mean, you've taught me this, like that heaven and hell exist in, in every moment, but like that, like it can be in your life. Like, so stop trying to live so that you die and enter the kingdom of heaven. It's yours and you need to create it. Take responsibility. And this makes me think of all the crap you talk about with Lucifer because Lucifer was so pissed. He was, Lucifer was the angel of light, right? Who, Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I think like the archangel of like the head of it all. Exactly, like, yeah. Yeah. And says, oh, I'm so pissed at you. I want to create something better. Right? I want to do it different, yeah. Yeah, I want to do it different. And then he creates, you could say, literal hell, you know, fire and brimstone, whatever. Or just the experience of not being being disintegrated. You know, all of that. Separation. Separation from God. Which is also out of partnership. Whereas if you just stayed in the game and partnered with his own father, he would have seen, oh, crap, I can do that. I can create something different, which is heaven on earth instead of heaven in the sky. I'm trying to understand the last part. (laughs) Well, just that like people, human beings. I think I see what you're saying. Yeah, please. Let me see if I can say it, okay? Like... (laughs) When you understand that you actually can create heaven by following the rules, uh-huh. then you may be more inclined to partner with the divine and see how much power you have in that partnership to actually create the experience you really want instead of the fantasy. Because the fantasy of hell is that you're going to be able to be happy. You're going to get what you want and be happy, but it mm-hmm. never, ever happens. So, when we recognize, again, like I said, you know, that that you can't win that game. You lose that game. You're always going to lose. Winning the old simulation is recognizing you you will always lose. That's victory in the old simulation. And then you can buy the new game and play it, which is Christ consciousness is here on the planet, and we can access it to bring heaven to the planet. And... We have to do it. It's up to it's up to us human beings. We have to do it. There's no no one's coming back to help us unless we do it. Then someone may come back. After we do it, someone may come back. Or something else may happen that would be quite the surprise. But we still have to do it. It's up to us. This ye shall do and more. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't yeah. say uh, this I this I will do instead of you. No, you. It's up to you. That's what he was saying. It's up to you. You have to do this. All right, disciples, now you go out and cast out demons. You go out and you heal the sick. This is what we have to learn how to do. I mean, this is, how do you mentor somebody? That's a, that's a job that I have, mentor. Well, you mentor them by showing them that the lies aren't true. That's casting out demons. Because once you don't believe the lie anymore, well, guess what happens? The demon has to go bye-bye because you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you're pulling the applesauce, applesauce feeding tube out of your throat and you're going, no more applesauce being dumped into my stomach 24-7, 365. 
and you see in the like the first four scripts because the first four scripts are all about the individual the the second four scripts are all about how individuals come together and organize in a way that's incorruptible but first you have to learn how to protect paradise you got to learn you got to be snake proof you got to be snake proof and you got to you you got to remove the fig leaf those are the two things that you got to you got to learn how to do you get, you get trained to do that you don't just know how to do that like any hero in any movie that you've ever watched you have to get trained to be snake proof and remove the fig leaf and that would be in in the scripts and um that would be heal the shame yes heal the shame mm-hmm. heal the shame is fig leaf removal <laughs> <laughs> and manage the addiction is uh is um snake proof and that leads to Script four. Well, script two is heal the shame. Script three is manage the addiction. Script four is bridge the divide. And bridging the divide, well, that is the divide between uh, man and God that happened in the Garden of Eden. We got separated from God. Bridging the divide is getting is is unifying with the divine, which also, when you do that, you also bridge a divide between you and and other humans because the greatest illusion that there is is that we're separate as human beings and then that all affects script one script one is align the identity and the identity is is really how you see yourself and you need to see yourself authentically you need to see yourself for who you actually are And that happens both like, you know, well, this is who I am. This is the purpose I have in life. This is the divine gift that I have to fulfill that purpose, purpose or mission. And when I live the purpose in the world, utilizing the divine gift, then I am authentically expressed. Uh, But it also has to do with understanding that we are creators alongside the divine. And recognize how much power we have as as human beings. We are creating with the divine. Like I said, we're in the movie and we're also writing it. So we're writing it in partnership with the divine. We're actors in the movie and we're writing it with the divine. The divine plan exists, but we still need to bring it into, into existence. That's our part of writing it. We don't come up with it. We just look at the blueprint and, oh, we got to build this over here. We got to build that over there. We bring it into existence in the same way we have to bring. That's why script eight is realize the nation. We have to realize that we have to bring it into existence. That also means bringing into existence the kingdom. So you could say kingdom nation because it's the nation of the kingdom, which is paradise or the garden across the globe i think originally you know the garden was only like it was prescribed and that's why that movie east of eden like the cat cast out of the garden they were cast out of the garden well now the garden's going to be over the it's going to cover the whole planet you won't be able to be cast out i mean i guess you can yeah anyway so <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. So you're yeah. saying two, three, and four 
roll down into one. And then once one is kind of really concretized, then you enter that creation stage that is the four through eight. Well, in a way, yeah, because it seems like there's a relationship between one and four, Mm -hmm. where if your identity is aligned, now you become part of the mosaic. So if you look at if you look at the, the, the coming of the new world, right, or the coming of the kingdom to the planet, heaven on earth, uh, um, the redemption of man, if you look at that through the, the lens of, of art, and you can think of it as a mosaic, and a mosaic has many tiles. Each tile has to be the right color for, that, for the picture in the mosaic to come into relief, right, where you stand back, a distance from the mosaic and you see a picture well that picture is heaven on earth garden of eden the new world realized every tile has to be the right color or you won't have that that picture won't come into relief but when human beings when their identity is misaligned then they're the not they're not the right color picture uh sorry they're not the right color tile so the picture of the image of the mosaic the picture the art doesn't happen because human beings, each tile is a, is, is a wrong color. So when you align the identity, you become the color that you're supposed to be. And that, when everyone is the color they're so, supposed to be, then the, the, the image of the mosaic comes through, the picture of the mosaic. The new world comes into existence, and that would be bridge the divide. Right? Because now suddenly all the tiles are working together. They're all working in concert to realize the art. The art is the story that the divine wants to tell. Mankind coming back to the garden, reuniting with, the, with God. That's the mosaic. That's the picture. And so when we align, and that would be bridge the divide. That's four. Are you following this? I'm totally following it. The child in me is like, wouldn't it be crazy if we all aligned our identity, our our identities, and then we created this mosaic, and the mosaic said, "Gotcha." Yeah. <laughs> like God, kind of getting us. Anyway, that was what was going on. I love what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so there's a relationship between, I mean, I, I just not going down that path. I could talk about that, but yeah, I mean, God has many natures, you know, it's like that. Anyway. Um, so there's a it's relationship. The fun. It's the fun of it. Cause it shows us like, Oh, we may even have a strong idea of what that end mosaic will look like, but it might reveal itself to be, there might be a surprise in, in the actual revealing. Don't you think? Well, there's going to be a surprise because every good story is surprising. So you can you can count on a surprise, for sure. We don't know what that will be, because it's a surprise. That's right. Yeah, you know, in writing stories, that's you want to look to be surprised, because if you're writing stories and you're not surprised, then your audience won't, won't be surprised either. And people want that in stories, audiences. Oh, I never saw that coming. That was so cool. Anyway, so so there's a relationship between one and four, getting back to your question, a relationship between one and four, um, where when you align the identity, you're also bridging the divide. One is align the identity, four is bridge the divide. 
And the way that, that one and four begin to work together is through healing the shame and managing the addiction. Now, we didn't go into that too much, but heal the shame is basically, I said it's like fig leaf removal, right? Because the shame uh, lives in the sexuality. That's why the fig leaves go over the genitals, because uh, shame lives in the sexuality. And then the manage the addiction is really uh, becoming snake-proof uh, and um, uh, uh, casting out the demons. And and the, the you notice in script two it's heal the shame, right? And I said the fig leaf is over the genitals, so shame always lives in the sexuality, and um, so so healing the shame has a lot to do with healing the sexuality, and that is um, what the uh, in my own training that I went through um, by the non-material beings, that's one of the points that they really made these uh, directives that they told me, they said, to end the violence, heal the sexuality. Mm. Without healing the sexuality, the violence won't end. And if you look at the story of the of the Garden of Eden, what happens after uh, you know, we're cast out and now we got to put clothes on because suddenly we're sh- ashamed, got to cover ourselves, you know, the fig leaf. Um, what happens next? Well, Cain kills Abel. The violence comes in right away. Right after the shame comes in, then the violence. So, it makes sense with the non-material beings. I mean, these are the beings I told you about, right? That are their tasks with helping humanity move into the Christ consciousness and build a new world. Um, it makes sense what they said, because there it is in the story. So, if we want to have peace on the planet, we have to we have to heal the shame, which means heal the sexuality, heal all the wounding that has happened in the area of sexuality. And there's a difference between sex and sexuality. Sexuality is at the, the essence of creation, right? Because um, masculine and feminine working together is what creates. Just like you have a man and a woman and they have a baby, creates. In the same way, the feminine energy, masculine energy working together creates reality. It's how the simulation comes into existence. And it's in the Trinity too. Like Father, Holy Spirit, i.e. Mother, and Son, i.e. Child. So that's sexuality, is the interplay between masculine and feminine. And it informs everything, including like, you know, sex too. Sex is informed by sexuality. But we have to deal with, uh, we have to deal with, um, healing that, healing the, the shame by healing the sexuality and how that shows up in the realm of sex as well. Fig leaf removal. Maybe that's next week's topic. Okay. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. All right. I feel like we laid the foundation of the prescription for peace and talked about the great recovery. Do you? Yes, I do feel that way. And I feel like we went into scripts one through four a little bit mm-hmm. but those are the ones that we have a lot of experience in five through eight they're still you know slow going that's what we still need to do as a species all right this was awesome great to be here with you today 
Yeah, you too, Shana. And, and thanks uh, to everyone out there for listening. Fun to be with you too. Absolutely. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye.